proud of this game, and you can do a great deal for football today. The whole tradition of the National Football League, there's just certain things that go together, the family, football, and we have it all today. Time never really stops for the great ones. It reaches out and wraps them in a cloak of immortality. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the NFL Alumni Lounge, coming to you live from Big D, Dallas, Texas. And this week's episode is being brought to you by Milo Butterfingers. If you know Dallas, you know Milo's. They're celebrating 50 years right now, and it is my favorite watering hole down in Dallas. After, before a Cowboys game, during a Cowboys game, that's where you'll find us. Tommy and the gang over at Milo's have some of the best burgers, food, games, pool, darts, everything you can imagine at Milo's. It's always a good time. And it's about to be a very good time because strolling into the NFL Alumni Lounge, Cowboys great Pro Football Hall of Famer, Tony Dorsett. Tony, how are you? I'm doing fine. Yourself? Look, it's prime time. It's TD Dorsett time. So we're nothing but great. But I want to take it back to the beginning with you, Tony. Uh, when did you fall in love with this game of football? Oh, back in back in uh, back in Hopewell, Alacoppa, PA. I have four older brothers. All of them played football, and you know I was just one to fall into their following their footsteps, and that's how I got bit by the bug. And thank God you did get bit by that bug. Now, when you're younger, watching pro sports, who's your favorite athlete to watch? Uh, I like actually. I like watching my brothers. My brothers were, were outstanding guys. They just, you know, just one of those eras when they they just come out of high school and go straight to to the mill, Jan Steel Mill, and start working. But but he, I, I, my brothers were, were were exceptional athletes. But I also liked um, some Gail Sayers, uh, O.J. Simpson. I was a, I was a running back lover. Wow. So. From the moment you got into the game, was running back the only position that interested you? Well, no, I I like I, I like to hit, man. When I was a kid, I like I like to. When I first started playing football, I was uh, I was on defense, and uh, I used to do a lot of a lot of hitting. Uh, I like to hit, I like to I like colliding, like colliding with people. Until I got smart and said, hey, you know, you're gonna laugh. Going to last long, you better start avoiding some of this contact. <laughs> so he becomes one of the most evasive in the history of the game. Yeah. So from one of the greatest to ever do it, what is a piece of advice you give to kids getting into the game of football? Well, I don't, I don't really get I see them very young anymore. But you know, I just try to tell kids to 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 work hard. You know, whatever you're trying to do, you just just work hard. Put the time. I said to get good, to be good, you got to put the time in it. You know, regardless if you're gifted or not, you still have to get out there and work hard. The old cliche is it never gets too old. You get out of it what you put into it. Hard work is the key to success. Mm. And where did that mentality come from in you? Who put that into you or taught you that? It was from all three. My brothers. I always wanted to be like my brothers, and I always seen them work out. I seen them working and running and doing this and doing that uh, for the different sports, and uh, I kind of like fell fell in behind their, their their footsteps. You know, trying to, if I was going to do something, I had to go ahead out there and, and work hard at it. 
And speaking of learning, do you remember any lessons you carried with you through life that you learned from the great Tom Landry? Uh, Tom was was big with doing little things. You know, he he was, he, he was a real stickler about little things. Like little things make big things happen. You got to do little things. And I'll tell you one one thing else about Coach Landry, though. You know, if you're talking about accountability. You know, you got to be you had to be held, held be held accountable every play. He was big about accountability. Hold yourself accountable. Now, Tony, you've seen it all. Pro Bowls, Heisman's, you've broken records, shattered records. But what did it feel like that day when you got the call from Canton, Ohio, that said, Tony Dorsett, you are now an immortal in the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Oh, man. Oh, man. That was one of the happiest days of my life. You know, I, I got into this business never thinking about that it would end up in the way that it did in, 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 in Canton, Ohio, into football heaven, as we called it. I just never dreamed that that was something like that would happen to me. When they made that call to me, man, I was, I was so delighted. It just, it's one of those things that, you know, you think you're, you're a big, big master, big, big man. It breaks you down. In, in other words, Tears came strolling down my cheeks, man. It was just like, wow, wow, I can't believe it. That is so cool. And your football life never stopped. What did it feel like when you saw your son suit up in the NFL? That had to be a proud day. Oh, I was very delighted uh, and happy, happy for him, you know, because, you know, his, his role to, to the NFL was a little bit different than was mine, you know, because he was between in between parents, you know. His mother was one place, his dad was another place. Me, and you know, then he decided, you know, he wanted to come and and stay with me. But but the thing about it is, he missed out a lot, you know, pop Warner football and all of that kind of stuff. Like like a lot of the kids, I was kind of scared and worried for him because I know, you know, it doesn't take much. To, to get hurt pretty pretty seriously uh, out there on the football field. So, but um, he uh, he fought through it. He fought through it and uh, paved his own way. Absolutely, and he's another incredible man and an incredible member of the NFL alumni. Um, now, how important do you think it is for young kids to be involved in Pop Warner youth football? Well, I don't know if it's so important for. Pop Warner football or whatever. I, I think it's 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 good for kids to be active in some type of sport, uh, whether it's football, baseball, basketball, uh, whatever. I think it's it's good because you got too much free time to do too many things, and you know, it's, when you got a lot of free time, you know, that's when a lot of bad things happen. Being being able to have these young athletes, these young kids, be get become active with sports, uh, I think it's very helpful for them while they're growing up. So in that spirit of sports being development, what was the biggest difference for you? <laughs> Keep in mind, folks, we're talking to a guy that goes on to become Rookie of the Year, but what was the biggest difference for you going from college to pro football? Uh, I think the games, you know, you got you – got, well, we have four, four, five six preseason games. I think back then, you know, six preseason games. <laughs> that's like that's like a half of a season, you know, in high school, right. 
And then, then all of a sudden, you know, after after the preseason, all all the veteran players are starting to get excited, talking about, um, it's getting ready to get real now. It's gonna get real. I'm like, get real. I said, man, what the heck? What the heck have I have I done these last six weeks? I said, you know what? I'll be I'll be lucky. I'll be the happiest football player on earth if I can make this for three years. If I can make this three years, and be, <laughs> I said, I'll, I'll be the I'll be the happy. To get vested at that time, I think it was three years. I said, if I could make three years, I'd be the happiest football player on earth. <laughs> he took it all the way to the bank. You took it 99 yards on Monday Night Football to the bank. Did you ever think you'd have this iconic play that you just went next to in the Hall of Fame? I mean, take us to that Monday night. No, I didn't. I'll tell you what. No, I'll tell you. But, you know, you, you, one thing about Monday night football, especially back then, it was the only ticket in town. And there was no other other football being played, no other sports being played. It was just it was Monday night football. And, and you know, everybody was sitting home. Every sports enthusiast was, was at home in front of their TV uh, watching. And for for that for me to be able to do something like that um, with all those viewers um, made me even feel even better. Besides the fact that you know it's an NFL record. Yeah, and there's a laundry list of NFL records that you own. Uh, who was your favorite quarterback to take handoffs from? Well, the one and only man, Mr. Starbuck, Roger the Dodger was something something special. I tell you. But I, at the end of my career, I, I I played with a guy that wasn't so bad to you too. His name was John Elway. There wasn't nothing like uh, there wasn't nothing like Roger Staubach. I played with Roger in a lot of heated battles. Wow! And what was his preparation like? Getting ready for a game? Oh man, you know, guys had their own. Little, I don't I don't know what Roger was doing. I was because I was off away on my own. I didn't. I didn't like being around a whole lot of people. Uh, a lot of guys. Some guys like like to be loud and talk and laughing and joking. And I, I had to get away from those kind of people. I just had to get away, um, get in my locker and just sit and sit, sit sit alone. Put a towel over my head or something. I don't know what 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 the other guy, what Starbuck was doing, or any of my quarterbacks. To be honest with you, I was just pretty much. A loner myself when it came when it came to game time, getting get my game face on. When you review your career, is there a highest moment? Was it the first Super Bowl? Was it the Heisman? Was there a was there a moment that you can put a pin in that's your favorite? Wow, Thank you. all of those that you mentioned mean, mean a lot to me. But but obviously, as as your career progressed, they become bigger and more and in some, in some cases, more meaningful. But but I tell you, winning the Heisman Trophy, one of the biggest things uh, I, I feel in my my athletic career, obviously, because you know being chosen, the chosen one, you know, the quote unquote most spectacular football player in college at the collegiate level uh, is the guy that ends up with the with the Heisman. And and I always prided myself in trying to be one of the best, if not the best, at what I was doing. So. Uh, that Heisman Trophy means a lot. If there's one thing that you could go back and you could tell that kid that just won that Heisman as he's headed into the pros, what would it be? I don't, I don't know if I would do it any different than what I did. Try, try to tell myself not to spend as much money as I did, but 
I was lucky and I was blessed to play the game for 13 years. Uh, you know, when I came into the, to the league, I was like, after my first training camp, I was like, man, if I make this four years, I'm going to be the happiest football player on earth. And I tripled it, I tripled it in some change. So it was quite rewarding, but, but I tell you, it was very physically demanding when you go to Matan Landry's training camp. It weren't easy at times. The rock solid TD Tony Dorsett. So Tony, one of the biggest uh, things that we talk about here at the alumni is the difficulty in transitioning from playing life to alumni life. So what's a piece of advice you give guys as they enter NFL alumni life? Well, I try to let tell them, you know, they need to get something something to, to do, something that they want to do. They need to find something they want to do because it's going to become, unless you're just going off and go, go get to get you a nine-to-five job, you know, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough on you. You know, you're going you're gonna to find yourself with a lot of downtime. You want to you want to stay active, active. You want to do something, be doing something, either have your own business or working with somebody with some other business or going going out on the speaking trail. You want to stay busy. You just don't want to shut it down because you shut it down, boy. That's when you 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 go down. Keep it moving, uh, Tony. I can't thank you enough, and I can't tell you what you mean to us. You're a treasure to this country to this game, to the NFL alumni. We thank you for everything you do for us. I thank you for taking the time to come on the NFL Alumni Lounge. Well, when you're on it, the Alumni's Legends Lounge. Well, thank you, man. I do appreciate that. The Legends Lounge. I like to go to the Legends Lounge someday. <laughs> and you know what? If there was one meal on the menu at the NFL Alumni Legends Lounge, that represented Tony Dorsett. Well, Man, I'm simple. I'm simple as they come, bro. I like fried chicken. I like me some fried chicken, baby. Fried chicken or pork or pork chop. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. Tony, thank you so much for coming on, man. Oh, you're, more, you're welcome, man. Take care. And like our intro says, ladies and gentlemen, from Al Davis, time never stops for the great ones. It reaches out and wraps them in a cloak of immortality. And that cloak will forever be worn by Tony Dorsett in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Tony, thank you so much for taking the time to come and visit the lounge. Very special thanks to this week's sponsor, our friends at Milo Butterfingers in Dallas, Texas, one of the best sports bars, restaurants you're going to visit in Dallas, and a must-visit if you're in town watching a Cowboys game. 5645 SMU Boulevard, Dallas, Texas. Let them know Bootsy sent you, and that'll get you a good, firm handshake. <laughs> Congratulations to our friends at Milo's. They're celebrating 50 years this year in Dallas, Texas. You guys are an iconic establishment. I've always had a good time. Last time we were down there, we actually put together a dart match. You guys could find this on YouTube. It was, uh, we pitted Ken Stabler's daughter, Marissa, against Mickey Mantle's son, David, and it was a great time. You got to watch that video on YouTube. Anyway, we'll be seeing you at Milo's down in Dallas. I'm your host, Charlie Boots, and I'll be seeing you here next week on the NFL Alumni Lounge. Thank you guys again for tuning in and subscribing to the show on Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, and to YouTube for the exclusive visuals like that dart match between Mantle and Stabler at Milo Butterfingers. 
All right, guys. I'll be seeing you next time. Cheers.